Hello and welcome back to another edition of Viper Bites and we are heading into week number nine right now and we're going to talk a little bit about the starts and sits that you need to make sure that this lineup this week is ready to go because it's going to be a difference maker as we make that push for the playoffs. But before we get into those starts and sits that I know you're dying to hear, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Make sure to hit the like button on this video here on the Vipers Network. And if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify on any kind of podcasting platform, make sure to rate and review. That'd be greatly appreciated. Also, if you have questions, send them my way at Matt Donnelly FF on the Twitter machine. Now, without further ado, let's get into this because you're here for that information. You're not here to listen to me talk. Well, I guess technically you kind of are, but that's not the point. Starts and sits, quarterback position, to a tongue of Aloha. It's not a revenge game per se, but after hearing for weeks upon weeks upon weeks, the team that was rumored to be trading you and trading for you, they are colliding here this week. And I'm expecting Tua Tungvaloa to blow off some serious steam as the Texans come down to South Beach. Yes, the Texans, they do have a respectable defense when it comes to defending the pass but you know what some metrics they can't be measured and I have a good feeling that Tua is about to go off in a big big way and some of his weapons they're going to go off too more on them here in a minute now another quarterback that I'm looking at to have a big week this week is Kirk Cousins it's not prime time anymore it is safe to start Cousins once again now you start him because A, he's been solid, but B, because he's going against a Ravens defense that has allowed the eighth most passing yards this season, getting hit up by opposing signal callers to the tune of 2,186 yards through seven games. Do the quick math. That is about 312 yards per game passing in which the Ravens have allowed. Now, the Ravens, they do have five interceptions this year, but they've also allowed 12 touchdowns in that same game period. So if you're asking me right now, on Wednesday, if I'm willing to take a 300-yard, two-touchdown performance for my QB1 this week, the answer is yes, start Kirk Cousins. Now, another quarterback you're starting, and there shouldn't really be any question about it, is Cincinnati Bengals signal caller Joe Burrow. He is a borderline start each and every week. He has the weapons, Chase, Mixon, Higgins. Yes, I am going to refuse to mention that fourth person right now, so please respect my privacy at this time. But this matchup is an A-plus one, seeing as though the Browns are allowing the fourth most points to quarterbacks this season per game to the clip of 20.81 and surrounding uh, surrendering the third most passing touchdowns during this most recent campaign with 17 through eight games. We know there's all kinds of weird things going on in uh, Brown Town there in Cleveland. Odell Beckham Jr., goodbye. Still technically with the team but you're not playing no games. Now look for Burrow to pad his stats in this contest and build upon that QBA, QB8 status. Now a couple quarterbacks that I'm sitting this week, we head back down to Atlanta. Things are not good there. I am sitting Matt Ryan against the Saints. Not having Calvin Ridley is never ideal. Facing the Saints' fifth-ranked defense against quarterbacks is even less ideal. Now the Saints are allowing 15.1 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks while winning the interception to touchdown battle, the Saints taketh more than they giveth. And we're talking about 11 touchdowns while picking off 11 passes. Advantage, New Orleans in this one. The other quarterback I'm looking at sitting, at least tempering my expectations, is Jalen Hurts against the Chargers. 
This is more, like I said, about tempering those expectations. But looking at the law of averages and this Chargers defense averages 14.8 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, which is the third fewest, while also allowing the third fewest passing yards per game or over the season through through seven games, they've allowed 1,518, which averages out to 215 yards per contest. That said, Hertz typically makes his money by pulling that ball and running with it, but there may not be a need for that as Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, if they continue to build on last week's totals, this is a favorable matchup for running backs against the Chargers. Now, we go into that running back kind of talk here. Running backs, it is what it is. You're, if they're healthy, if they can get the ball, you're probably starting them this week. Four teams on by, multiple injuries all over the uh, all over the league right now. Let's start with Pittsburgh. Let's talk about Najee Harris against the Bears is a must start. Look, Chicago is bad against the run, allowing 22.71 fantasy points per game to opposing backs. And Harris has posted 19 or more fantasy points in six straight contests. Elijah Mitchell just finished running all over this Bears defense last week, averaging 7.7 yards per carry on his way to posting 137 yards on the ground. Now, Harris has been on a tear his rookie season. Coming into this one, he is the RB6, averaging 20.3 fantasy points per game and posting 90 or more scrimmage yards in each of the last five contests. Put that Harris boy, put him in here lineup, get him in there now. Austin Eckler versus the Eagles. Philly is giving some love to opposing backs on the season, allowing 871 rushing yards, 435 receiving yards to these backs, which happens to kind of average out to the sixth most in each of those categories. Now you add in the mix some touchdowns, and this this defense becomes even more generous as they are getting absolutely gouged by the running back position. The Eagles are allowing 36 fantasy points per game, and Austin Eckler, expect him to go off in a big week this week. Last week was the first time since week one in which Eckler failed to record at least 22 fantasy points since week one. Now, I'm going to be a little bit of a contrarian here. Uh, I know we were hearing Christian McCaffrey. He's back from the IR. He's getting some run in practice here as we're leading into this uh, Panthers versus Patriots matchup. Even if McCaffrey plays, I think there is a role going forward for Chuba Hubbard. And I think he can still make an impact for your fantasy rosters. You'll want to see how McCaffrey's progressing throughout the week. But if McCaffrey is out, this is going to focus a lot of the attention of the Patriots onto DJ Moore as they look to shut down the most explosive part of the Panthers offense. The Patriots are also allowing the fifth most fantasy points per game to opposing backs at 31.45. Now that number over the over the last two weeks. Now, when we look at the last two weeks, you can kind of see where it came from. Austin Eckler, he did what he did. Uh, Justin Jackson, he had a 75-yard run. That basically kind of bumped those numbers up for the Chargers. And if you look at what Michael Carter and Ty Johnson did for the Jets, it wasn't in the run game, but what they were able to do was pass catchers out of the backfield. Still, I like Chuba Hubbard this week, especially when I feel that the Patriots are going to look to be shutting down DJ Moore. Now, some of the backs that I'm looking at sitting right now, Damian Harris versus the Panthers. Same contest, same thing. Over the last couple of weeks, the Panthers are in the middle of packet point at as far as fantasy points per game allowed is concerned. Now, a deeper look shows that they've given up 23.4 fantasy points per game and 154 yards rushing and another 74 yards receiving in those two games, but only two touchdowns against. 
Harris has been a non-factor in the Patriots passing game with a modest 60 yards in a contest. And despite being more generous over the last two weeks, the Panthers' seasonal average is still 17.21, which is very good. Now, another running back that I'm fading or not starting this week is going to come down to James Robinson and Carlos Hyde versus the Bills. James Robinson last had to leave the game last week early because of an injury. It's going to be one of those things you want to monitor throughout the week. But now they have a tough matchup in terms of fantasy points per game allowed against this Bills team. Buffalo is only allowing 16.57 points against on the season. And over the last two games, they've been even better, only allowing 14.3 fantasy points. Now, when we take a look at it, they have given up 402 yards on the ground and another 247 in the air. If you combine those two numbers into just a rushing total, that would still put the Bills as the 15th best defense against running back. Seriously, put the running and the passing yardage together. They're still better than half the team's league when it comes to running back. <laughs> yeah, that's something to kind of think about. Now, another guy I want to temper your expectations is, I'm starting him, I'll admit it, is Joe Mixon. Cleveland is the fifth best team when it comes to surrendering fantasy points to running backs, just so it's something to keep in mind as we go forward. You're going to start him. It is what it is. Now, the wide receiver position, look for Emmanuel Sanders to have a bounce back week and look for Rashad Bateman to continue his ascension amongst the greats at the running uh, the wide receiver position, pardon me. Now, here are my three starts for the wide receiver spot for week number nine. Brandon Cooks is got to be the start of the week. If he wants to play, and listen, he was pretty vocal about Mark Ingram, him being traded. But look, the Dolphins are allowing the third most fancy points per game to wide receivers, allowing 43.6 to three per game. There's no other options in Houston. It's basically Brandon Cooks, maybe throwing a little Nico Collins. Now, Cooks is coming off an 83-yard receiving game in which he caught all six of his targets, including a touchdown in garbage time. But hey, they don't ask how. They ask how many. Fire up Brandon Cooks. Now, in that same matchup, you know what? There's a lot of bad football teams playing each other. They make some of the best fantasy points. Now, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell. The Bills' defense has been good at defending receivers, and Parker, in his return last week, posted eight receptions for 84 yards while seeing 11 targets. In that same matchup against the Bills, Waddle saw a team-high 12 targets. Is it possible that in a Tua-type revenge game here, that that double that production doubles? Probably not quite that much, but look for Miami to get right this week. And with both these teams being as bad as they are, that means it's going to be good for fantasy. Another wide receiver to keep an eye on, Deontay Johnson, Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm also targeting him in trades as he has a nice playoff schedule. That goes for Chase Claypool down the stretch as well. But he can help you right now as the Bears are yielding the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers just behind the Dolphins, allowing 41.51 per contest while giving up the second most touchdowns to wide receivers at 12. Wide receivers I'm sitting I said I wasn't going to mention his name, but I'm going to mention it now because I'm talking about sitting. Tyler Boyd is killing me, and perhaps I'm sitting him out of this week out of spite. He went off last week. I've been down on him. Whenever I get up, he goes down. Whenever I go down, he goes up. It's just the way it is, and thus he is staying on my bench because now I'm sick and tired of it. It's been known to happen. I am spiteful. I'm a little bit petty. It does. So there's a full disclosure kind of thing there, but you know what? If I get my hopes up, the Bengals are going to ignore him and just pepper Chase and Higgins all game. So, you know what? If you're starting boy this week, you can thank me later. Now, one that I'm definitely fading hard is Devonta Smith. Look, my number one rule when it comes to wide receivers is fade anyone against the Bills. The Chargers are coming pretty close to being in that golden rule as well. They are allowing a league low 26 fantasy points to receivers per game and have only conceded four scores to the position all season. 
Couple that with the Eagles' four touchdowns that went to running backs last week and the Chargers' inability at stopping running backs in fantasy, fifth most fantasy points allowed, at 27.47. And they've also given up nine rushing touchdowns. One could see a heavy dose of Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, and maybe Kenneth Gainwell. Please? Is that possible? Anyway, let's move on to the tight end position. And let's start with one of my favorite players right now, Mike Gusecki, again, against the Texans. You see the pattern here? We got two in here. We got Waddle. We got Devontae Parker. And we've got Mike Gusecki. Keep dropping him in your lineup. After posting 16 fantasy points or more in four of his last six games, Gusecki has moved all the way up to tight end four in overall scoring and gets to be part of this beautiful revenge game that I keep mentioning. It's not really a revenge game, but it's kind of a maybe, – maybe Tua's more petty than I am, and we'll see what, how it comes out of this. Now – Houston has not been good at defending the tight end. Currently fifth in points allowed to the position at 16.91 per contest, allowing 496 yards receiving and a league-high six touchdowns. That six touchdowns is something they share in common with the Baltimore Ravens, who have also been horrible at defending the tight end position. So fire up Tyler Conklin as well while you're at it. The Ravens are allowing 19.5 fantasy points per game to the position. That is two points higher than the next closest team. And like I mentioned, they're tied with six touchdowns against with the Texans atop the league. And that's not exactly a position you want to be. Now, Cousins was looking for him and targeting him last week seven times. I expect that trend to continue this week. Now I'm going to give you two for the price one because they're playing the same game. And both the teams are horrible at defending the tight end. Fire up Jared Cook of the Chargers and Dallas Goddard of the Eagles. It's my list. I'll do what I want. Both tight ends, good matchups. The Eagles rank 29th. And I think the Chargers are 30th in the league when it comes to preventing fantasy points to the tight end position. Now, Goddard seemed like an easy choice going to this, but Jared Cook has some sneaky value as well. And I think he's going to get a little bit of play. Get him in your lineup as well. Now, two guys I'm sitting. I don't want to do Dan Arnold dirty, but listen, the Bills are the Bills. This is one of the best defenses in the league, and they are eighth in the league against tight ends and have only allowed two touchdowns to the position. So I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, there's still technically a chance that Dan Arnold could find some pay dirt this week. And I could I could pick as another sit here. I could go George Kittle as he's facing a stingy Arizona defense or even Friermuth there who's facing um, a Bears defense who's very good at stopping tight ends. A guy I told you to go get off the waiver wire. Not use him this week, but he's going to have some value moving forward. But I'm going to focus my attention on the Denver Broncos and their fourth-ranked defense against a tight end. And they face Dalton Schultz this week. And I think Denver is allowing 7.79 fantasy points a game to tight ends. Yeah, and they have yet to concede a score to the big man who catch passes. So you're going to want to sit Dalton Schultz here, even though that Cowboys offense is explosive. Play those law of averages. You know what? If he goes off on your bench, congratulations. Good on him. There's going to be weeks that you win the contest here when you talk about starts and sits. There's going to be weeks that you lose. Let's try and limit those losses. Let's try and up those wins. And you know what? We're going to get out here. We'll see you next time. Take care.